0: Welcome everyone. This is Daily Practice Success Podcast. I'm your host Jonathan Alcade and today we're going to talk to you about how su- uh, how successful owner practice success on a daily basis and how also how are they attracting clients on social media. My today's guest she's been a salon owner for over 16 years. There's um this is what I believe that if you were to coach somebody you have to have a lot of experience in that industry so what that means is you have to put yourself out there first and it's not easy you gotta have your own business you gotta do things that is uncomfortable you gotta do things that are unknown and but however after the years of you doing it and after the years of you taking action there's a lot of accumulative experience that you can teach other people once you actually do it. So do it first, so this is what my guest is all about. She did it first and now she's teaching other people to actually do the same, to have a successful business. And today, my today's guest, she's Jennifer Luis. She is a multiple award-winning public speaker, international number one, best-selling author in six countries, CEO, obsession salon, and founder of Successful Salon Club, a global academy training salon owner, how to get their salon visible, fully booked and celebrating real profit growth with a committed team around them. So she is a successful coach coaching other salon on how to attract clients from social media guys. And it, this is going to be awesome. Um, I can't wait to bring her out, and we're going to talk about how is she practicing success and how she's doing it on a daily basis. So, guys, I'm going to bring her in, and all right. Hello. Hi. Hi, Jennifer. How are you?
1: i'm great thank
0: you how are you i'm doing fantastic thank you for asking so today i mean thank you for coming on to the show and you have a lot of experience on mortal and break business and you have been doing it for quite a while um give us a little backstory how did you get started with the salon industry
1: Well, I actually fell into it. I went out as a 14-year-old girl looking for a Saturday job, um, and I just was not going home until somebody gave me a job. Um, I got two jobs that day, so my life could have gone on two different paths. One of them was as a Saturday girl and a hairdresser, um, and the other one was a chambermaid, which I felt was going to be far too much hard work, so I opted for the salon. Um, And my path just kind of grew from there, really. It kind of happened very organically
0: for me. Wow. So you you're 15 years old and looking for a job and did you just, did you just go to internet or you just went out and asked for it?
1: Oh my gosh now the internet was not a thing at 14 years old for me <laughs> not at all um i pounded the streets so i took my little sister out pretended cuz my parents were like you're not having a job you're not you're 14 no um and i was very defiant and i said i was taking my little sister up down the town to go buy some sweets <laughs> and i walked this poor child into every single shop and asked everyone <laughs> for a job um and
0: managed to secure too <laughs> wow that's amazing that's such a great story I mean that's just like most people would do right like what, what but why is it that you wanted to look for a job at the 15 years old you what, what were you thinking why do you wanted the job anyways
1: Actually, if, the, if I give you the honest answer, I wanted a pair of trainers. <laughs>
0: my, parents,
1: uh... <laughs> my parents were poor, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, if I wanted a pair of shoes for school, we had to save up for multiple weeks to be able to afford them. Um, and all of the other girls had these really cool trainers and mine were really crap. And so I just really wanted to be in the cool club um, and buy these trainers. And that was my sole driver. <laughs>
0: Wow. Did you get them?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. And then I had to admit to my father that I had a job because then I was bringing something home and where did the money come from? So, yeah, I then had some groveling to do.
0: Mm, okay. That's very interesting. So, and, and after that, do you um, how long did you work and then own your own business after that?
1: So I worked in that salon for a number of years and I moved to another one and then I actually fell out of love with the industry. But what I learned from that was I didn't actually fall out of love with the industry. I was working under the wrong guidance and leadership. Mm. And then eventually I went back into hairdressing and I didn't believe in myself at that point. So I retrained and then ended up owning the salon and buying the salon that i was working in because i found out that it was up for sale i didn't know that it was up for sale as um, an employee inside of that business but my then husband well partner father of my children he realized that it was up for sale and was like you've got to buy it like come on what are we doing so we did and again it was just like a sequence of events all falling into place at the right time um, and I was 24 when I bought the salon. Um, so yeah, 16 years ago. And it's, it's gone from strength to strength. It's not to say it hasn't had its moments. It really has. And we'll unpack some of that later on. But yeah, I'm very, very proud and in love with my business still 16 years after
0: oh my goodness um so you you told your husband hey babe i wanted to buy this salon and this is gonna be because you work on it for so long and you fell in love with doing do, doing this thing right
1: yeah it was actually him that was pushing me Oh um, at my goodness. That, yeah at that point in my life i had a lot of limiting beliefs
0: um mm.
1: and it's talk that was going on inside of my head and so i wouldn't have believed that i could have been successful um, and he was pushing me. Um, at that point, we only had one child together. And um, it just seemed like the right thing to do. He was like, look, we, we want to provide a future for our son. Do it. Get, come on. And yeah, he basically pushed me.
0: <laughs> uh, so this is very interesting. Before I get to my, uh, like, the questions that I wanted to ask you, but you you mentioned limiting belief and your husband's really supportive. Um, I love him for that, pushing you to towards an uncomfortable situation to get to be an owner of something, uh, push you to the unknown. And that's amazing to a partner. And thank God you have one of those. So like, what what are limiting beliefs that's stopping you from buying the salon um, before you got started?
1: Yeah, well, firstly, we're not together anymore. Um, Mm. We have two beautiful children together and still Mm -hmm. very good friends. And I I do owe a lot to him because he did believe in me. So for that, I'm very grateful. Um, But for myself, I just didn't believe that I was good enough. There was a lot of Mm. um, limiting beliefs, even with my hairdressing. At that point in my life, I had a lot of negative chitter chatter going on inside me. And so I'd produce a beautiful haircut and pick it apart as that client was walking out the door I'd be thinking oh I should have taken the layers a bit shorter or I should have chipped into that a little bit more I was never 100% satisfied with what I was delivering so for me to then think about owning a salon and leading other stylists when I'm not happy with the work that I'm doing felt very wrong um, but once I started to understand what limiting beliefs were and that they were literally holding me back, I managed to work myself through
0: them. Oh, That's very interesting. And I love it that you got out of it. Um, what are some techniques or what did you do to get out of those limiting beliefs? Did you start reading books? Or did you start um, listening to motivational speeches? Or yeah. how did you get out of it? Because this is um, a key turning point in my life where I was such a negative limiting belief that I don't know, or no, I didn't think I was gonna be doing any of this. And now I started reading for myself and those those books helped me um, be myself and put myself out there. But in your experience, what did you do to get out of those limiting beliefs?
1: Yeah, well, it all started with a book that you probably have all heard of, The Secret, as most successful entrepreneurs journeys did. Um, we all we end up in a place in our lives where we're searching for something else and that Mm -hmm. book seems to be the one that everybody has read and somebody ends up saying oh you should read this book (laughs) wow what a life changer um and then i fell in love with reading now i'm dyslexic so i've up until that point had never read a book like i just wouldn't put myself through that because why would i it's painful And I read that from front to back, and then I read The Power, and then I read The Magic, and then it just went on and on and on. Every book from Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, any business book I could literally get my hands on, I would consume, like, literally just, like, page after page after page. Um, And I learned a lot from that. And one of the things that really stood out for me was affirmations. I live by affirmations. I think they are the best thing. I mean, just literally on my desk, <laughs> Jack
0: Canfield,
1: <Campbell's> the <laughs> affirmations lives with me. That this is really cool, because you get a different affirmations every week. Um, but this, which is generally, it's just very strange that this is on my desk, because this is normally by my bedside. And this is my book, my personal affirmations, that I read every single morning and every single night before I go to bed and it's all about shift your energy shift your life um and my day, literally just my day starts with my salon attracts new clients with speed and ease and it just, i just literally i mean there's hundreds of these things that i read every single day and i think that is what focuses and motivates me
0: wow so man the, interesting to me because there's a blueprint on why people are getting what they want in life and why they you know becoming more becoming successful and for your blueprint you started a formation and you know are you journaling yourself too
1: I'm not I'm not great at journaling. Yes um, and I don't know why. It's something <laughs> I've tried and then stopped and then tried and then stopped. I've not found maybe the right time to do it or maybe the right book that I want to write in I don't know. Um but I have done it in the past. I liked it when I do do it. I like to think of three things that went really, really well that day, Mm -hmm. um, three things that I could improve on. Um, but I haven't managed to keep a consistent flow of journaling yet.
0: That's okay. And again, um, when I started journaling, it was trial and errors. It was doing it in the afternoon, in the morning. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's not getting done in the afternoon. It's not even getting done in the morning. I was like, okay, well, I need some time to do it. And I figured out, hey, I'm going to do it on my lunchtime. Okay, so my lunchtime, every time it works for me, like lunchtime, journal. So you have put in a routine for yourself that puts you in a position to win, which is, you know, um, which is affirmation, reading books. Do you still read books on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, I do. I love them. I listen to a lot of (laughs) audios. My whole morning and evening um, routine is structured so that the morning wakes me up and puts me on the path of success, Mm -hmm. and the evening closes down my day, like allows me to sleep with my mind empty, but still feeding it. Again, those affirmations, I sleep with them. I don't know whether you've ever heard of something called Insight Timer. And I sleep with that on my phone, feeding my brain, even though I'm asleep, because I know that we hear things from our subconscious.
0: Right. And people do different things. And I I love that you do. You have a routine at the end of your day, because right now that's what I'm working on. I don't have a routine at the end of my day. So like I have a routine in the morning, which is great. And I, I wake up positive and things that I'm doing in the morning are like positioning me to win. At the end, though, I, I need to work on it. But again, people, this is trial and error, and yeah. you got to find what works for you. You know, Jennifer found what works for her, and she, she, um, she and us are different, or me and you are different. So you got to find that. And, you know, but, position yourself to win, get your mindset right, and get your limiting belief out of the way. And yeah. you know, one way or another, you're probably going to own your own business and you're going to own your own successful business. Um, Jennifer, when it comes to business, what is success to you?
1: If I was to define success in mm-hmm. one word, it would be freedom.
0: Mm. And
1: that is a number of things. That is freedom to live life on my terms Mm -hmm. freedom to travel freedom to spend time with my children freedom financially Mm -hmm. and i believe that that's created by becoming obsessed with your numbers
0: (laughs) amazing Uh, i mean that's really good and you know your numbers so all of those it sums up into having a a financial goal that's um financial goal to achieve all of those you know travel spend more time with your kids and don't have the mandatory hours or things like that money does not control you that's pretty much what success to you right that's what that's how how i get it now because because i'm gonna follow up with with this how are you practicing success to get that outcome um uh, on like the the money-wise financially to get that outcome how, how are you practicing success on your business on a daily basis? Like put it because my, my audience um, haven't even started their own business. They're barely getting there. They're getting out of their limiting belief. And, you know, I wanted to break down on a daily basis what some successful owner does so that he, she, he, or she can get the the end goal, which is freedom, which is financial financial you know stable stability and things like that so what are you doing on a daily basis that makes you successful
1: okay so we're gonna park the coaching company to one side at the minute because mm-hmm. of your audience having their own physical business or about to begin their physical business mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about the salon because that is a physical business that i think your viewers can associate with okay. now Inside of that business, I've obviously got team members who all need to be fully accountable for growing their position inside of my company.
0: Mm. And so we
1: do that by setting promotions and goals and criteria for them to reach. And I monitor that every single day. One of the best strategies I implemented into my business is just a simple whiteboard. Um, And that whiteboard sits on the door of my office. And the um, door of my office is in the team room. So it was where the team make teas and coffees and have their lunch. And on that whiteboard is every single team member's name, what their goal is, where they are financially to reaching that goal right now in real time. So it changes on a daily, weekly basis, um, how much more money they need to achieve to put into the till to reach their goal, and then whether that that figure, the actual figure that they've got in the book is going up or down. And I physically put an arrow. So if my team member comes in and sees an arrow going down, it instantly makes them firstly feel sad. But secondly, it's like, right, okay. And they'll come to me because I run the reservations area. I'm the host of my business. I'm there every day. And they'll come to me at reservations and say, I need to make, Fifty quid today, fifty quid tomorrow. Let's say, um, and I, I need another booking in today. Can you help mm. me? That? And so, by doing that, I know that they are fully focused and committed, um, and they really thrive. But they know their numbers, and I know my numbers, and it's really it, it's crucial to your business.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I mean, the system that you implemented. I mean not the the salon and the the barbershop or the the places that i know they're not do they're not implementing this kind of system No. that's very interesting so they have their own their own numbers they have to attract clients themselves um they also n- know the ca- accountability of their numbers saying hey i did not make this much i need to bring it up however it yeah. it's for the whole team it's not just it's not yeah. just one person nice. that's amazing
1: Because then I can break down inside of my business. So if my business as a whole Mm is not its goal, its monthly goal, and our goals are financial, um, rebooking percentages, average transaction per client, so their average bill, um, new client percentages, there's a range of different KPIs that I monitor daily inside that business. Um, And if the business as a whole isn't reaching it, I then can just move my focus up, to the team to work out who is the weakest link in the rebooking, for instance, if that's the number that I'm looking at. So we're not achieving 80% rebooking, why not? Okay, who's not achieving that? Then I can give some training to that person, because it's never their fault. It's always just that they haven't had the training i believe the fish stinks from the head down it's a saying that sticks with me mm-hmm. you know if my team aren't achieving that's because i haven't delivered the correct training for them to achieve what i'm asking them to so we're back to the drawing board how can i help you achieve this goal um and it, it literally is a roadmap for me it helps me literally figure out where my business is and what i need to do to reach the goals that we've got set for that period
0: oh my goodness that's like Everybody's goal is to have that kind of, um, you know, that kind of system because yeah. it it really puts your business into a long term success, and that's a daily thing. So, get, get, oh man, I can't stress this enough. This, how how did you, well, how did you implement this, or when did it start to you to implement this this kind of system in your business?
1: It started when I nearly lost the business. Mm. So I was 10 years in um, and I had implemented this silly strategy into my business that I've given no thought, care or attention to. It was just a a discount card. You know, everybody's going to get working their way up to 50 percent off, starting from 5 percent each visit. They get more money off to to reward them loyalty. It was nuts, absolutely nuts. And I must stress, I do not give any discounts in my business ever now because of this it mm-hmm. just ruined me um and it was just after christmas it was january in december all of the clients had gone to their 50 percent so my money making month that carries my january because in january salons barbers we're dead everyone's had their hair done for christmas so january is rubbish so december's money pays january now January, I have two wage bills because my pay periods are every four weeks inside of my business. I have a VAT bill and I have a personal tax bill plus all my running costs. And we make like half of what we normally do. And everyone in December had 50% off. So you can imagine I'm then sitting there thinking, oh, man, I don't even know how I'm going to pay my staff.
0: That's oh, my goodness. This trip. Yeah,
1: But Get- then I realised that I just didn't know the numbers. And it wasn't just that I didn't know the numbers. I didn't even know what numbers I needed to know anything about. Like, I didn't know how to run a business. Mm. Um, and that was my first key lesson. Thank God, 10 years in, I had managed to <laughs> the business. I don't know how I'd kept the business for 10 years without knowing what I know now. It's just a fluke. Wow. Well. But when I did learn what those numbers were, like I remember sitting um, in, I went to a company called 365 Salon Education and they taught me all the numbers and the KPIs and how to run the structure of a business. And I remember (laughs) sitting there and they were like, so what's your average bill? And I'm like, What's an average bill? Oh my goodness! Oh no! Like, how, how do we how do I even figure out what that is? And I'm like literally the whole day in this course going, "Oh my god, don't ask me anything because I have no idea." <laughs> <laughs> However, I quickly learned, um, and then realised that my business wasn't making any money. It was costing me two pounds every client that walked through my door. Hence the state of what we were in. So that then became my focus. And that's why I'm obsessed with the numbers now, having nearly lost everything um, and having to build it back up.
0: Uh, Oh, my goodness. So you started accountability saying, hey, I've been in there for 10 years. I don't know how to run a business because you didn't know your numbers, and it's the right thing to, it's the right thing to say because you really don't, and that's why you were losing two pounds per per, um, per client. Oh my goodness! But having that accountability, saying, "Hey, I don't know what business is," and then you went into coaching, and, yeah. and then you figured it, you you figured this out, and now you're doing it yourself. Yeah. So like, that's just a good, the best way to do it. It's very true, and. And I love your story too, and the way you you say them. Um, so you have um, what have been your biggest um, challenge thus far on your business? Now that you know, now, you know, you know, you have different kind of problem and challenges. Um, before it was um, a lot of things. Now, now in your business, what's what's the biggest challenge thus far?
1: So I think the biggest challenge I then had. So I'd learned how to put a good structured business together. And the average bill was right. The, the client transactions were right. The price was now right. I mean, I charge a lot of money um, for a haircut inside of my business right now. is The cheapest you can get one is 71 Great British pounds, 71 pounds, um, in a town that the next most expensive is 35 pounds.
0: We're with, wow. yeah, with double doubled um, it
1: and so i i got the business singing really well like mm-hmm. week, the whole choir inside of the business it was all singing beautifully together but then mm-hmm. i couldn't get bums on seats and i didn't know how to market the business and i couldn't find anyone to teach me that and so i then became obsessed again with books I went to every business seminar I could outside of my industry because my industry doesn't coach this I I followed people like Tony Robbins. I've done public speaking and things with um, Andy Harrington. I got myself mentors. I've done some stuff with Matt Wilson and learned how to do Facebook ads. I'm doing something next week to learn chatbots inside of Facebook. Like I literally consume as much information as I can to learn as much as I can to push that business forward. Because guys, you need to take accountability for filling your business with clients and the problem is if we're pouring in clients and you have holes in your buckets i.e you're rebooking if you've got a service that's a massage parlor or something where you need rebookings if the rebookings is like 10 20 percent you're pouring clients in and they're dropping out the bottom so we need to figure out the business strategy first and get all the numbers right but then we need to figure out how to get bums on seats and that was my biggest problem for about two or three years until I figured out how to do that too which is now what I coach.
0: <laughs> Amazing so yeah um, so you're coaching people how to be successful because now you, you're successful yourself and mm. um, now you're actually um, learning marketing because yeah nobody's teaching marketing um, the, especially for the salon industry mm. um, so how are you marketing yourself right now
1: so i use facebook i use instagram my website i get so many bookings from my website which is just brilliant i've built a sales funnel inside my instagram which converts amazingly my new client percentage at the moment is sitting around 35 tittering on 40 every- percent just literally just doing that 35 40 35 40 which in my industry is huge mm-hmm. um, we typically we generally see around salons having around 10 11 percent of new clients and we know that if you've got 10 to 11 percent new client growth you're not growing as a business you're actually a dying business because Here's the thing, right, guys, and you might want to write this down if you're listening to this live. Clients leave you because they don't like you. Clients leave you because they didn't really enjoy the service. Clients leave you because they move. Clients leave you because they die. You are not in control of that. But what you are in control of is filling new clients inside the business. And a lot of mentors and a lot of businesses talk about how it's very expensive to go for new clients and keep filling them in. Everything I teach inside my academy is teaching salon owners how to do it for free or very little money. Because I don't believe in paying for clients. I believe that if you position yourself correctly and you stand up in your power as your business and you lead the way locally as the center, the authority figure, of that industry that you're in you just naturally attract them people just naturally flood to you and you grow organically
0: oh, that's like the best kind where it's almost free to attract clients and it's it's a system and it did not take a day or two only a year to actually do this it took like for you 16 years and uh, 10 years almost losing the business i mean that's a lot of experience but it's paid off that's yeah. amazing <laughs> yeah. okay um I loved our conversation I love your um that you know your numbers so well and you know what you're talking about I love your experience um this is probably my last question for you if you had to start your business all over again tomorrow what would you done differently now it's gonna be it's gonna it's a lot of areas but you just go ahead and
1: Yeah, I would have learned how to run a business before I opened my doors. Mm. So I would have learned about the KPIs, the numbers. I wouldn't have spent 10 years wasted on losing money. I believe at that point my business was literally surviving on cash flow. That was it. Um, And so I would definitely learn what the numbers were and how to utilize them and grow the business with them. And then I would have learned marketing straight away. I wouldn't have waited 16 years to have learned what i learned now like i'm filling my business with new clients on a daily basis at a time where every other salon in my industry is struggling they're quiet they're dead we've just had the best four weeks we've ever had in turnover so what does that tell you this stuff works
0: (laughs) Uh, you're you're running uh, other other industry uh, other salon business uh, over like you're you're the most expensive one and you're the most booked and there's a system for that so man you don't learn this again you don't learn this in, uh, like in just a few years but. If you guys, if there's uh, business owners that wanting to, or if it's in a lot of industry listening to this, get in contact with Jennifer, because it, yeah. what she's saying is the real thing. And you know, put your business into a long-term success. And oh. I'm, a, I'm definitely gonna recommend you. Um, Jennifer, where can we find you and how can we get in contact with you?
1: Okay, so the easiest places to find me is Facebook and Instagram. So on Facebook, my name is Jennifer Louise. Um, And on Instagram, it's Jennifer Louise. But the L in Louise is a number one because somebody already had the (laughs) the username Jennifer Louise, which is just super annoying. And guys, for you that are listening to this either live or on the replay, if you've got any kind of ideas and motivation or anything at all out of this, I ask you to do me just one favor. If you know a salon owner please put them in touch with me because I am on a mission to help 10 million salon owners unlock the wealth within their business and level up learning marketing and getting bums on seats and growing their profits. So if you do know someone, let, give them my details so that they have the opportunity to grow their business too.
0: That's, that's perfect. That's absolutely correct. So, um, Jennifer, thank you for coming on to the show. Um, We really do appreciate you. And we'll definitely get in touch and maybe bring you back later on in the future. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you later.
1: Take care. Bye-bye.